It is Tuesday. That means it's time for Mobility Makers, brought to you by Bridgestone. No matter what the next generation of mobility will be, it will be on wheels, and Bridgestone will be there. Bridgestone solutions for your journey. We obviously, on this segment, follow the autonomous future very, very closely. And now there is a new study out that attempts to really gauge the impact on the mobility economy on the Michigan economy. Uh, how much it generates, how many people it employs, how much revenue it generates for our state. Glenn Stevens is the executive director of Mish Auto uh, that has collaborated on this study, and he brings us the state of automobile. I, I can't say it, automobility. There we go, Glenn. How you doing? Good, Guy. How are you? Excellent, sir. Uh, this is an interesting yardstick, and, uh, you know, we, we know that this can be a very high-growth part of our economy, not just on building automobiles, but on developing the software and the, and the you know, the digital and information and the um, artificial intelligence that will drive the vehicles of the future. How are we doing? Are we growing at the rate that we want to? We're, we're doing very well. In fact, I was, I had to go into my iPhone to search the picture, but you recall you were in Montreal with us in the state. Uh, it was three and a half years ago. We were up there with Governor Snyder at the uh, ITS conference and you know we were talking about where the state was then and we were in good hands with Governor Snyder and you know fortunately Governor Whitmer has picked up right where he left off with regards to this the state is doing very well um we decided it was good easy, it was really important to benchmark this number for a couple reasons and the number is that the the economic contribution of the mobility industry which includes the automotive industry, is $304 billion to our state economy. So it's our biggest economy, it's sizable, and it's 1.1 million direct and indirect jobs. And so framing that number is really, really important for us to see where we're at, but also to look at the opportunity for growth that it has for us. So in in terms of 1.1 million jobs, we're talking about somewhere near 15% or higher of the the working age people in the state of Michigan are in some way engaged or employed either directly or indirectly in mobility. Yes, it's about one in five. It's exactly what it is. And and so it, the point for us today is to say, you know, whether it's our legislators or, you know, our different stakeholders around the state, it's in our communities. It's everywhere in our communities. It It supports so much of us. And making this transition that you were talking about right at the right off the bat here is is not only essential for us; it's a huge opportunity economic wise for us. In terms of, of of where the biggest growth is, I mean, I've been fascinated by not just the conversion that we've seen among traditional automakers, Glenn, but also the Rivians. Um, the, the startup companies, there's been a number of them, the electric truck companies that we're seeing springing up, uh, that want to reinvent what a pickup can do. Uh, where is the highest growth in mobility beyond the traditional automakers? Is it in tech development, software, artificial intelligence, sensors, componentry? What's, where is Michigan doing the best in drawing those new jobs? Well, that we're, we're doing very well, and our future growth is really going to depend on the talent that we have and the business climate we have for companies to either grow here or come here. And really, we group the, the, the technologies that are really growth technologies into four areas, and that's connectivity, autonomy, 
electrification, and then the shared use economy. And the shared use economy is is everything from the, the, the scooters you'll see around the streets to Uber and Lyft. And so those are the four areas. And right now, unquestionably, the, the gold rush, so to speak, is on in the electrification space. Um, the connectivity space continues to grow, uh, but really, really where we're seeing just, I mean, day after day, incredible news and announcements uh, in the electrification space. So making sure that we're positioned there is important, too. You know, we've had a little bit of a debate amongst ourselves on on this radio station with our listeners about what the proper role for government and government dollars are in terms of building out the electrification infrastructure. Should it be the companies manufacturing the cars? I mean, it would seem like that would be a no-brainer, that if you're going to build the cars, you'd build the chargers and and build out the, uh, the infrastructure as well. How do we find the right balance on that? Because we've got to put that cart before the horse because some of the resistance to buying an EV is the availability of charging stations. Right. And and when you look at the electric vehicle, uh, there are, just like an internal combustion engine, there's, there's a lot that goes in the supply chain uh, beyond the vehicle. Uh, the generation of the energy and the distribution of the energy and, and, and the charging stations and the infrastructure that goes around it. And that is really going to depend on both a private and public partnership as we look forward. Um, you know, incentives are, are have been used very extensively. There's a limit on the incentives on vehicles in our country, and and that's going to be up for debate again. But there are there's no question about it. Just like our roads and our in our bridges, we're going to have to invest in the infrastructure, and this is going to have to be a, from a national perspective, but definitely states have a a vested interest in leading in this and and i feel very comfortable that our state is in a good position to do that we're we're hearing from the biden administration that there could be a four trillion dollar economic package coming roughly half of that for roads bridges uh, things like that that can that can certainly help and could be a uh, an opportunity for our mobility economy here in Michigan. But what's interesting, what's not being discussed, Glenn, is how we're going to fund the infrastructure going forward. Right now, our gas, ta- our highway trust fund, has depleted resources, and if we have electric vehicles, uh, they're not going to be paying a gas tax. Yeah, there. This is a, a rather complex issue that really has to be played out, and it, it's. It's it's very it's very easy to say we need more charging stations we need more electric infrastructure but a you have to pay for it b there has to be the right policy in place um, c you have to look at what happens with your economy as a transition so one of the things that we're keeping our eye on is what happens to jobs as you know there are significant more components in an internal combustion engine system than there are in an electric propulsion system. Mm-hmm. And that will affect that will affect the supply chain, and that will affect jobs. So, this really has to be looked at holistically. Uh, how it's going to be paid for, how the transition is going to, and, and ultimately the consumer is going to really be the one that drives the market. And that means the price points have to come down. And and I don't want to get too granular, but now you're looking at the supply chain of batteries and the raw materials that go into batteries, and who controls semiconductors. Those. <laughs> well, we're. We're living that right now. Um, that is a very serious situation right now, and it, it, it has not gotten better. It's actually gotten worse in recent weeks. Yeah, well, it is a discussion that we will continue to have. Uh, we know that uh, President Biden is going to lay out that infrastructure plan tomorrow. 
but in the meantime, we, you know, we're going to have to find out whether or not, for instance, consumers will embrace the idea of a mileage tax, where they will have to report their mileage or their their vehicle will report their mileage, uh, so that the tax can be paid on an annual basis. Uh, you know, that kind of a use tax, whether or not that will be embraced or whether people will feel it's an invasion of privacy. A lot of thorny questions yet to be determined, Glenn, that's for sure. They, they cert- there certainly are. I, I think the key point, though, and the reason that we really drove this study is t- that we need to understand how important the economy is to us with regards to mobility and automotive. But there is no question, Guy, that things are changing. So we're either a victim of the inflection point or we seize the inflection point and we figure out how to take that upward trajectory on it. And that's what we're trying to do here in Michigan. Yeah, well, and it's going to be, I mean, when you look at the new products they are going to be rolling out, some from companies we've only heard about in the past couple of years, it's an exciting time, Glenn, and we're going to ride shotgun with you as, as we embrace this time. Absolutely. All right, take care. Glenn Stevens, the Executive Director of Mish Auto, and uh, you can find that report on the Mish Auto website. Uh, when we come back, vaccine passports do you want to know if the person sitting next to you on an airplane has been vaccinated we'll tackle that next on the guy gordon show right after we check in with rich lezinski wjr traffic first